August 19th, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, SmackDown 1200 and AEW Rampage. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Dima Diva Issa, who is here tonight to advocate for the devil. She hates to play the devil's advocate, but yet it's her calling. Alfred Connell was out tonight, so it's just the two of us, you and I. Just the two of us. Yes. Good to see you. Think song. Yes. yes. Good to see you too. Uh, before we dive into the SmackDown, what is going on in the news? All right. So, do you hear about the upcoming rebrand of NXT UK and NXT UK disappearing? After, yes. As you know, we were speculating about it. I think we kind of gone back and forth based on rumors, but now it is official. After a handful of NXT UK stars appear on NXT 2.0 this week, it has now been revealed that the UK brand uh, will be undergoing a revamp slated to take place in 2023. WWE has confirmed that NXT UK will become NXT Europe in 2023. It will continue expanding the current brand that has been active full-time since June 2018. Uh, following the success of, of their live events and talent identification efforts throughout all of Europe, they believe that this is the best time to expand NXT UK beyond the UK and onto Europe. Obviously, you know that that also came with the following news that a lot of talent from that brand was released. I don't want to read the full name because it is a long list, unfortunately. However, I wish everybody the best of luck in their future endeavors. It just seems like it seems like weird timing to me, in my opinion, Glenn, because obviously they're about to go into this UK pay-per-view, Yeah, <laughs> you know, so to go in there with this news, like kind of overshadows what they're about to do in the UK. What do you think? Well, much like Menudo disbanded and MDO emerged <laughs> mere weeks later, NXT UK is ending, but NXT Europe will live on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, we kind of, we kind of, they, they were very subtle about this happening with the tapings being canceled. And then we saw just so much talent show up in NXT 2.0. A lot of people were thinking it was going to be a, an invasion for Worlds Collide, but I don't think that's the case. I think they're trying to figure out who they're going to relocate and who they're going to move on to Europe and who is just not going to work out. Yeah. Well, I think that NXT UK launched with a fair amount of heat behind it. I think the pandemic really hurt it uh quite a bit and i think nxt europe though it's very viable right and they don't want to lose their foothold in the european wrestling scene so this makes a lot of sense um and i think it kind of needs this relaunch because look nobody is watching nxt uk the numbers on that have got to be abysmally low and this is a way to get some interest and now when they can go on a weekly schedule again um yeah, I think it's really going to help the brand having this relaunch. Yep, I agree. I just feel bad for those talents that they were not able to relocate or, you know, didn't feel whatever requirements there was to move on to the Europe brand. However, and I do see some people talking about it in the chat, I do think that this opens the opportunity for possibly NXT in other territories. I think that would be incredible. Yeah, well, I mean, Triple H's plan, right? It's back on track. Yeah. Is NXT Japan, didn't NXT Japan like just shut down? last year did it i didn't even know it was a thing or no Am but I... they had they had it like set up but it hadn't debuted on tv and then nxt india is still a thing isn't it uh i believe so i know that when i 
not trying to flex, but when I had a conversation with Triple H at the tryouts, he did mention wanting to bring tryouts internationally beyond the big events or these tryouts in the United States, wanting to do tryouts in Latin America, wanting to do tryouts in Japan. So I really do think that it is in his, you know, list of things to do to expand and, and move on to bigger territories. Yeah, nothing ever happened with NXT Japan, but I think they had offices set up. I believe that it was in the works. Wasn't there a rumor about that when Carrie Sane went back to Japan? People were yes. mentioning that she was going to be part of this brand that they were going to launch there? Correct. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but we'll see what happens with NXT Europe. I just, as always, hate hearing about releases, and it's just I sad, and I do think it puts a little bit of a... I mean, we'll probably, I mean, it's wrestling. We forget about the news in a couple of days, but with the pay-per-view coming up, being in the UK, it just feels weird timing for them to make this announcement, in my in my opinion. No, absolutely, especially with uh, this Worlds Collide. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, mm -hmm. Also in the news, absolutely nothing else. Have you heard of any other big news in wrestling this week, Len? Uh, something happened the other night on... I think it was Dynamite. That's the AEW show that airs on Wednesday, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Something about uh, like CM Punk being super friendly to everyone backstage or something like that. A super nice guy. Just, you know, brought everybody <laughs> gifts. Said, hey, tonight the catering bill's on me. Deep dish for everyone. It's going to be great. Well, as you know, Dynamite opened with CM Punk in his opening promo on AEW Dynamite. Reportedly had more intention than just building to all out. Uh, Dave Meltzer st stated on Wrestling Observer that the comments that Punk made against Hangman Page were not planned by AEW and Mike Johnson of PW Insider provided more details. Uh, supposedly these words were 100% a shoot and that the two have had issues that carries over the course of the last month during their feud. Page cut a, a promo on CM Punk as an outsider, and I don't know if you remember saying he's, he was defending all elite wrestling from CM Punk. Punk supposedly did not like some of the words that went down in that promo building to their match at full gear, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so Punk reportedly, reportedly took this opportunity to give Paige a receipt for those comments in his promo. And of course, as you know, after the news came out, there are some reports from FIFO Select as well as Wrestling Observer of CM Punk just not being a happy camper backstage, you know, and, and making some threats. And obviously the locker room, Hangman Adam Page is a very, very well-liked individual so a lot of people this this didn't sit well with a lot of people i was watching the show i was doing a watch along i also did the podcast afterwards i personally thought it felt very weird for him to come out and call out adam page because we're supposed to be building for your match at all out with moxley what does adam page have to do with any of this as soon as the report came out i guess it all makes sense but what do you think about this cm punk maybe being a little uh not not the nicest backstage, maybe, I don't know, trying to get receipts, trying to do things the old school way. What do you think about this? Well, the era of positive Phil is over. And Was uh, there ever an era of positive Yeah, Phil? remember when he came back and it was like, <laughs> all shucks, CM Punk, you know, CM shucks. Uh, yeah, but, but to the fans, but to the fans, you know, CM Punk, the character to the fans, I feel like he's always been uh, that character that caters to the fans, the voice of the voiceless, you know what I mean. So. But backstage, yeah, he's like he's saying. like Doctor Oz complaining about the price of crudite. You know, it's like there's there's a dark side to to Phil backstage. You know, 
I mean, one of his first promos, if not the first, if I'm not mistaken, was I'm here too because I want to wrestle these younger guys and put them over. And the first thing he did was beat Darby. So that isn't a sign for you of how this is going to go, you know? Yeah. No, as Dylan <laughs> Matthews saying, the honeymoon period's over. I'm wondering, I mean, look, how much with, with any wrestler that's been doing this a long time, right? I'm not saying he's not in his prime, but I'm saying he's in a later stage of his career. Right. Whether it's <laughs> that's a nice way to word it. Okay. But whether it's Edge or Matt Hardy or just any of these guys that have got, you know, 20 years in the business, like get the juice while you can. And if he's going to, you know, uh, Neil Young once said it's better to burn out than fade away. And I think that if he's going to go out and blaze of glory with some backstage heat and politics and maybe, you know, give us some hot feuds. Maybe maybe he does only have a year left in him that he can put up with this shit in this business. And I think it's better for him to go out with a bang rather than be one of these guys who's well-liked by everybody and just sort of hangs on and is pleasantly thought of. But that's not CM Punk's style. I think he wants right. <laughs> to have that. You know what I mean? Like, like Dustin Rhodes is universally liked by everyone, but it's like how many matches or fuse does Dustin have left in him that well, apparently a ring of honor championship feud. We'll talk yeah. About that. And no, he'll have some good <laughs> matches, but you know what I'm saying though? It's like, are you here for a good saying. time or a long time? You know, and I just I think- feel like if you just came back and we have all out in two weeks, don't, don't be calling out hangman, like, like sit down and talk to him about it. It just feels like you give, you don't care about what you're here to promote and ask the draw. He went on to call himself the money in that same promo. It's mm. like, then why are you boycotting that? Like, promote the match. You're talking about Moxley and CM Punk. Why are we bringing Hangman into The whole thing just felt very messy. And it's, it apparently it is. Well, maybe Hangman interferes in that match, keeps Punk from getting the title, and then, you know, at the next pay-per-view... Well, the match is happening next week. It's not even happening on the pay-per-view now. Oh, wait, with Moxley? It's happening next week? Yeah, it's happening on TV. Okay, so maybe interferes there, and then maybe that match gets set for all out then. I'm hoping for an NJF return, but however, I wouldn't have NJF come back and rush him into an all-out match. I, I would do it, you know, if I'm booking, I would save him for after all-out and build for that next pay-per-view. I don't know. This whole thing just feels weird, and the fact that we're doing the match on free TV... I don't know. Some people are speculating he doesn't want to lose in Chicago. Some people are speculating what you just said. Something else is going to happen. We'll see. But I'm very, very intrigued about what's going to happen on Wednesday. And I'm tuning in. I'll tell. Okay. So let's let's think uh, full Carney Booker here. If um, <sighs> if I'm thinking Paige has heat with CM Punk, I'm really not going to be expecting MJF showing up and interfering in that match. Wow, it'll kill my dreams. No, but think about it. If MJF shows up and that sets the stage for something at all out, you know what I mean? Like a lot of good no, ways this can go. But everybody's so happy on the high of, of Omega coming back. Where is my favorite? You know, my favorite is MJF. Why can't I get him back? I don't know. Think about the glory days when MJF and Roman Reigns were on TV ah, week man. after week after week. It's the only thing missing is MJF and Roman Reigns every other week, but. Let's just talk about the shows. I'm done with the news. Man, my, my hair is you look great. Long. You look well, great. Well, thank you. It's just a little long on the side. It's bugging me. It's one more in the half. But I'm taking it off. Taking it all off. Wow. And you threw no. it, too. You were like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even have any super chats in yet. And Glenn is yeah. already giving it away for free. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's talk about tonight. 
are you happy? Because Sami Zayn was definitely the MVP of tonight's episode. Okay, so a couple things. One, we need Sami and Roman like hanging oh out God. all the time. If we thought that Sami and Brock was good, no, no, no. Tonight went to a whole different level. <laughs> we need a bloodline shirt where like Sami Zayn like photoshops himself into the bloodline <laughs> photo. <laughs> yep. That has to happen. <laughs> yep. Um, but this was great tonight. Um, I thought there was a lot to like on the show. Mm-hmm. Thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, some some performers tonight were medically unavailable, as opposed to emotionally. <laughs> some have issues at the border. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to emotionally unavailable. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good show. I thought there was it a was. lot to like about this night. So it was announced ahead of time that others I said medically unavailable it was announced ahead of time. Nikita Lyons was medically unavailable. Zoe Stark was injured, so Toxic Attraction was taking their place in the tournament. I always assumed this was going to happen. I thought we were going to have a right. beatdown angle. I'm surprised they didn't even shoot that at the performance center. Like Nikita and Zoe are like, oh, getting ready to leave for Canada. And then Toxic yep. Attraction like hoodwinks them or something. Like it said, HBK announced it today on Twitter. It was very weird how they announced this. It was extremely weird and it could have been a storyline, but it also felt maybe lack of planning. Um, somebody, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Some people are saying so. Stark got hurt during her match. Some people are saying somebody can't go to Canada right now. The whole thing is like, then uh, you should have just announced toxic attraction from the beginning to begin with if we weren't going to turn it into a storyline that could play out on NXT 2.0. Yeah. It, it's just a weird missed opportunity, I think, to yeah. uh, build a storyline that could have gone back to NXT and could have given more heat. Uh, an interest. So we opened tonight with Ronda Rousey demanding attention in the ring. Adam Pierce coming out there and Ronda getting arrested while the crowd, man, talk about not backing the blue. That Canadian crowd just just wanted her to destroy those Canadian mounted police. I, I did too. I did too. I was with the crowd here. I mean, we have seen Ronda Rousey get arrested in WWE television, and it is one of my favorite segments in a long, long time. Remember with Charlotte and Becky? Yeah. <laughs> I'm worried about Ronda Rousey's well-being. Like she came to WWE and became a criminal. She's gotten arrested <laughs> multiple times now. I, I have no clue. She got bailed out. Is she still in a Canadian jail? I don't know. I need answers. She called Turtle because they still keep in touch post Entourage, and he came okay. and bailed her out. Okay, you're right. You're right. Okay, good. As long as she got bailed out. I love this. Ronda Rousey is a draw. You're in a crowd that they haven't um, visited in a while. And it it felt there was a lot of pops tonight that just made a lot of people feel like a big deal. Ronda Rousey felt like a big deal. This badass Ronda Rousey, I don't care. That's the attitude that, that I want to see from Ronda. That's the Ronda that I'm used to from following her from a long time. This is more her and how she really actually is. I personally thought this worked. Hmm. Yeah, I thought uh, it was good, but she's, I mean, you've got two women competing for the SmackDown championship, but Ronda is still the big story. It's like, imagine if it were Drew and Karrion Cross competing for the WWE championship, but then Roman's still getting like the big segments at the top. Yes, of the but that's not, show. that's not a Ronda. That's on the way they keep booking uh, Liv Morgan to be the underdog that everybody needs to feel bad for and not as a real credible champion. And we'll get into that later because I have thoughts about how things went with her tonight too. Well, we went from this to some surprise uh, guests at ringside with uh, <laughs> Bailey and company ringside. Bailey's a national treasure, man. <laughs> Absolutely. 
for the match of Toxic Attraction making their main roster debut versus Sony Deville and Natalia. First round match for the NXT or for the women's uh, tag team titles. Now, Toxic Attraction are the NXT women's tag team champions. They didn't have their titles tonight, did they? When they came out, they're there? not the champions, Glenn. Oh, that's right. That's right. They lost. Ah! It's going to be. I thought they won them back for some reason. No, no, no. It's still Caden and, and Katara, who I personally oh, that's thought right. would have made sense to be in the tournament. Well, good. So they're missing gold, which is why Toxic Attraction was there. I have to say, when they're with Mandy, it's one thing, but seeing them in that big arena tonight and the way that they were like just mugging for the camera and exaggerating everything, I was like, oh, this is like the spirit of the 1980s gorgeous <laughs> ladies of wrestling. This is like full glow watching them yeah. out there in the ring. And I was really into it. I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was doing a watch along and a lot of people in the chat were really enjoying how extra they were being. And I agree. I actually really, really enjoyed them. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised with the result here just because Natalia obviously had the crowd tonight. Um, I couldn't stop listening to Bailey try to pick on Michael Cole. Absolutely love Eoskai with her little merch that she bought, just like <laughs> flanging it in the air. Like everything about this segment was absolutely perfect. I love that we keep uh, that we keep Bailey, Eo, and Dakota in the background of everything because I do think they're they're my favorites and my pick to win this tournament. So it will make sense for them to be keeping an eye on all of the action. I thought Toxic Attraction looked great and they got the win, which was I really thought they were going to give it to Natalia and Sonia for a no. second, but well, the hometown, the hometown heroes tonight, they didn't do too good. <laughs> yeah, they would have. I don't think Zoe and Nikita want to win this match, but I think toxic right. is, uh, and I liked Bailey, uh, Eo and Dakota. I like Bailey putting them over as well. Like it was very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, this was a very fun match. Good theatrics, good commentary. This was a good hot start to the show. As far as wrestling is concerned. Do you think uh, that Bailey, Dakota, and Io got some kind of discount, like a friends and family discount for their tickets? It's weird that they're having them show their tickets when they come in there, <laughs> right? Like we're supposed to not think that's a comp or anything, you yeah. know? <laughs> Very weird. Uh, the merch. The merch sent me. The ticket, I, I didn't care so much, but Io with the little SmackDown 1200 t-shirt, yeah. that, that gave me life. <laughs> Uh, and Roman Reigns and Sammy. See, I thought when Sammy oh went God. to Roman's office, I thought he was going to get beat up. Or, but it's it's isn't it weird how Roman and the bloodline like how decent they're being to Sammy and like no, they're along. not. Roman is the Usos are not. They kind of are. I mean, they told them they said to you, like if you don't win gold, you're out of the bloodline. Like that's like like they're giving him a conditional opportunity to stay in the bloodline. You know what I, I mean? mean? They like, all have gold. It makes sense. Yes, I know, but in theory. Like, if they're going to do the full, you know, uh, like, give him a wedgie and pull the football away at the last minute, it's going to be like, we don't care if you have all the belts. You're not good enough for the bloodline. You know, like, but they're being, like, super tolerant of his attempt to get, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to get the tattoo, if he's going to get, like, the Samoan tribal tattoos next, Sammy, because he, he wants oh to be God. down so bad. Yeah, this segment was my most favorite thing of the night, if not the week. I was just like you. I'm waiting for it. You know, I'm waiting for the beatdown. I'm waiting for Roman to snap on him. And Roman just kind of, like, I don't know. It felt like they were each other's therapists in this yeah. segment. There was, there was one moment where, like, Sammy's talking about how mean the Usos are being. And Roman is like, yeah, I know they're blood. But sometimes they yeah. get on my nerves, too. And I'm like, what? They're talking shit about Jay. 
I know. And then when Jay calls, he's like, yeah, go ahead and pick it up. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Jay was, yeah, I thought it was going to be the Jay was there. And like, I was just waiting for Jay to attack. But then Roman being like, yeah, you know what? The Intercontinental Championship, that'd be good in the blue line. You go, Sammy. Like, it was just like, what bizarro, like, I'm just waiting for the end of Carrie and the pig's blood to come raining down on Sammy Zayn in this feud. And he brought up Kevin Owens, you yes. know, like, and the thought of Kevin Owens and, and Sammy Zayn getting back together is something that we have been wanting but I, I I love this segment I love the interaction between the two of them Sami Zayn is another national treasure everything that you give him he makes it work however as much as I love Roman Reigns I think Roman Reigns was just taking full advantage of this opportunity because he was alone tonight and yeah. any backup he needed he was going to take advantage of so I need to see another interaction between them when Roman is there and not alone. I need to see an episode of Ride Along with uh, Roman <sighs> and Sammy. You know? I, I mean, I mean, Sammy is the local boy, so I'm hoping that he's taking Roman out for drinks and some good food tonight after the show. I mean, Sammy and KO had a dark main event tonight. They had to have, right? Uh, KO was in the main event. I did not see Sammy. I, I really? saw quick clip but yeah ko was wrestling on the dark match i mean normally they had to come out and make a speech and everyone's singing what else do you want from sammy saying like he had that amazing segment he took the claymore he had that incredible match like cut him a break glenn (laughs) (laughs) i know i know well let's talk about was everything this segment was was everything and then maximum male models had a confrontation with hit row tonight oh man yep um, Hit Row got to perform a song on television. What'd you think of it, Glenn? So that was good. Uh, sound. So if I have one comment about this, just uh-huh. as a hip hop aficionado, and I know they're not going for the same thing as the acclaimed, but I will say that to pedestrian ears, I think the acclaimed style of more slower cadence, easier to understand hip hop translates better on tv i think if you're a hip-hop head like i was watching hit road and i was like yeah this is very good really good flow some of the lines sounded good but it was just going by so fast and i think what max castor has mastered is that ability to make sure you understand every word he said Mm -hmm. yes i personally wonder what's going to happen with maximum male models now because they got yeeted out of there so it just makes you wonder you know where they're going is this going to be their first match and now the, the rap concert, I was feeling it in the beginning. The beat started. I was vibing. And then I was having the issue that you said, which was I couldn't really co- get everything that they were saying. And I did think it went on a little too long, which is also something that I like about the acclaim. Max Caster, you can understand him. He gets his line. He gets the pop. He ends the rap. We're here. I didn't know when it was going to end. And it started to feel like weird filler towards the last few seconds of it. But I enjoyed it. I just... I, I didn't feel like well, it was and necessary. Because <laughs> on one hand, I'm like, I love seeing credible representation of modern rap music right. and more of the artistry and the flow and they're not watering it down. And part of me is like, yeah, let's, you know, let them cross over to you, forget crossing over to them. But then at the same time, it's like, I want Hit Row to be huge. I want them to be the biggest right. act on the roster. So I want them to make it a little more bite size to where kids are repeating their promos at school because they're remembering that punchline and people are talking about it that's what i'm saying it it was just a little too long for my liking but uh, like presentation and visual wise they look 
cool. And wrestling is desperate for cool looking characters that people are going to be like, okay, I, I, I like that. Um, I did think they, they look super cool out there rapping and doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think that's going to be for hit road. That's going to be the challenge is how does WWE package that in a way that you're going to be able to really understand and appreciate their music and not just see that as part of their gimmick because even their theme song, I think their theme song has like some of the most in-depth lyrics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's not just a loop. Like I really like it. It's just a question of like, okay, can this get over? And I'm not talking about, can this get over? Like can fans appreciate it, but can this bring new fans into the genre and can they convert people that maybe aren't hip hop heads? Again, like I said, they look cool. It's just a matter yeah. of getting it down to the right timing and the right, and people being able to, captivate what they're actually saying but the look and presentation is there it was it i personally really really liked it if i'm flipping channels and i never watch wrestling i would at least stop and figure out what is going on here yeah no i think it was cool um and technically i mean they're very gifted yes but i think it's a different we talked about this before it's like uh ingve momstein is an incredible guitarist but you almost have to know a lot about music to appreciate what he does whereas eddie van right. halen you just look at it and some of it's flash and tricks, but you're like, wow, that guy really shreds on guitar. It's right. like, there's a, sometimes the, in all artistry, there's a very fine balance between technical proficiency and mainstream accessibility. I agree. That's why you're the expert. Yes. This is the only podcast anyone's talking about Imve Momstein on, not even just wrestling, just any, any uh, <laughs> podcast. SD Mark Cicilli, 499. Do you think previous releases from WWE were to balance out the unreported Expenses Vince had to pay. Uh, supposedly the Vince stuff came out of pocket and there were some questionable payments made. Not questionable payments, but it was a questionable rooting of how they made some of those payments. So I don't know. I, I don't I don't know, but I don't think so. A lot of the if you go back and look at these reports, a lot of some of these payments were made years ago. They're just now coming out because they started investigating. So I, yeah. I don't know that that has anything to do with these releases. Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, killer, killer of demons 669 Ingve is god uh guitar heads no no what's up if you're really into guitar Ingve is uh where it's at so um oh and maxine dupree was was vibing like max had she was vibing it, yeah was. i was like why are you why are you killing her vibe man we were all vibing he didn't have to do her like that oh dylan wants to doubt for get some questionable <laughs> payments to not appear tonight possibly i wouldn't put possibly. a pass uh so we if i know got... alfred like i know alfred the answer is yes <laughs> uh carrying across and scarlet had a filmed promo <laughs> i wonder if the film promos owner if they were also medically unavailable tonight to travel to canada i don't know but when scarlet is like doing her tarot cards which is something i vibe with the candles and then all of a sudden you get carry on cross on the shot and he's like good evening and i'm like why is he greeting me like that <laughs> like i need him to come in and talk his shit the good evening just killed the moment for me he's he's you know, why is he so proper about it <laughs> he's he's the rob thomas of the dark arts smooth oh. but you know smooth but dark <laughs> She's like casting her spell and he's all like, good evening. Like he's about to start a freaking news show or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um This was okay. I, I still think that whatever happens at Clash, uh, which is Roman winning, I think Cross is gonna go after Drew before he gets to Roman. I think I think Cross has his uh sight set on Drew McIntyre first. 
Um, and this is absolutely speculation. I just want to make it clear when we say medically unavailable, people are like, oh, is there something up with people's past? Uh, supposedly Canada has a vaccine requirement and I'm not even debating where you stand on it, but it's like, look, look at who wasn't there tonight. And if you know anything about where they stand, you can do some reasonable math at right. this point. Uh, I like the Viking Raiders. I wonder what kind of issues oh. the Usos had at the border. To whoa, I'm whoa, from the, whoa! Now I'm I'm from the pit of ultimate darkness <laughs> with Karrion Cross. Wait, please say good evening. <laughs> good evening. It is I, Sir Simon Milligan, with my manservant. I Hecubus. thought I'm the one in Puerto Rico with the horrible power. <laughs> Let me see what what just happened. Did my uh, I think uh, my ring light just uh, yeah just crapped out on me. Uh, he's wow. My phone. Here, let me wow. uh, let me go uh, turn on uh, an overhead light because yeah, this is you know. <laughs> you do your thing while you do this. I'm gonna speculate on what happened to the Usos at the border. Okay. <laughs> well, let's see. There's a lot of possibilities. Do you think they could have been trying to smuggle someone into the border of Canada? They could have just gone into a traffic jam at the border. They could have gotten search. I've been I've been watching all of these uh, TV shows. The People trying to smuggle things into the airports. Have you guys ever seen those shows? Because those are top-notch, excellent quality. Uh, Cross is coming after Glenn. <laughs> Glenn TikTok Robinstein. <laughs> listen, listen. We're not going to talk about real life, George. We're just going to speculate on fun things that could have happened to the Usos at the at the border. I understand why the Usos might have not been able to make it through, but I'd rather use my imagination and just create a fake story about the Usos. Wow, Glenn. Wait, what's your fake story? Like that they were there at the border and then somebody like looked at Jay side-eyed and he like got in a fist fight with the border patrol guard? No, I, I would say they, they were getting searched like through the x-rays and everything. Like if they were trying to smuggle something into Canada, you ever seen those shows? Like the smuggler people at the airports? Where they like make them go through an x-ray and check their stomachs to make sure they didn't swallow drugs or anything like that. <laughs> you never seen those shows? They're awesome. So I was crossing the border into Canada and the border guard, my wife still makes fun of me about this to this day. The border guy was like, so what are you here in Canada for? And I'm going on with our itinerary. I'm like, well, we're going to do a little bit of sightseeing. And there's got some vegan restaurants we want to check out. We're going to this Degrassi reunion coming up. And it, my wife's like, he just wants to know, are you here for business or, or vacation? Like, why are you giving him our entire itinerary? <laughs> you almost invited them too, huh? Yeah, I was going to be like, well, maybe we could meet up, you know, get some vegan poutine or something. It'll be, you know, lovely. We'll go to Niagara See? Falls. We'll take the train. Dylan in the chat, he gets it. Canada Montes found solo Sokoa in the Usos truck. That's, that's the kind of story I want to make up. Like a lot of people were trying to give me the real explanation. I don't want the real explanation. I want us to create a crazy story of why the Usos couldn't get through the border. Yes. Yes. Oh, there we go. Headlock Heel says the Usos tried to bring in Mrs. Butterworth syrup and got banned from entering. That's what I'm talking about. They take their maple syrup very seriously. In yes, fact, Issa, where do you stand on this? Canadian maple syrup or Vermont maple syrup? Canadian? Hmm, okay. To each their own. What about you? What about you? Well, it depends. Do I want like a dark maple syrup or do I want more of an amber colored one? You know? Yeah, I see your point. But I like Canadian. I think Canadian has, has an edge. It does. Vermont's good. Vermont's good. Don't you feel kid, more legit when you have the Canadian one? You know what I mean? Like you feel like 
I was a kid, I would be like, I'm going to grow a maple tree and I'm going to stick a tap in it and just, you know, I'm going to get my maples. I'm just going to go out there and put my head underneath the tap and just drink from it straight. Okay, that sounds like saying that you're going to plant that $100 bill and a money tree is going to grow, Glenn. (laughs) You're aware how farming works, aren't you, Issa? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You put it in the ground and it makes more of it. Yes. Could work with money as well. You never know. Have you tried it? I, I have not, but it seems so. Like how do you know if I'm plan. right or not? <laughs> uh, so, well, if I had my own maple syrup tree, it'd be like I was just putting a tap in and turning the spout, and money was coming out of it. I would charge people to to drink out of the tap, to drink you know, the maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible pickup line. Hey, you want to come over to my place and drink from my maple syrup tap? <laughs> no, no. Somebody yeah, it's true. For it. uh, you know, hey, who doesn't <laughs> love pancakes? I'm just going to be out there, you know. You better have a camera pointed at that tree at all times. <laughs> the, 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 the syrup thieves? Yes. People stealing that syrup? 100%. That would have been funny back when the, the cough syrup thing was a phase and people were just like, you remember that? Are you, you, you remember when it was slipping that syrup was the thing? And it was like people getting high off Robitussin. No. Like drinking Robitussin. Yeah, people would drink cough syrup. I actually found this out by accident once. I was performing a show in my band days and I had a cold. And so most normal people would drink tea on stage. I had a big bottle of Robitussin. I was taking Keep sips. taking shots of it. <laughs> I do that when I get sick. Yeah, but if you take too much Robitussin, oh, you I know. will start to hallucinate. So people were doing that. They were like, it was called robo-tripping. And they were like drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I have never, never participated on it on purpose. I participated on it because of what I told you. I get sick and I just keep drinking. Every time I cough, I'm like, okay, another sip. And next thing you know, you're partying with pink elephants. Like, it's crazy. Where it's really at is this <laughs> stuff called uh, throat coat tea, which actually has slippery Wait, it's called what? Tea. Throat coat tea. This is what oh singers use. I thought, I swear to God, I thought you said throat coat. <laughs> Everybody insert your own joke there. So throat coat tea. I found out about this on my concert promotion days because every vocalist requested this backstage. And it's got what's called slippery elm in it. Uh, So it's got like this tree sap in the tea and it keeps your vocal cords moist. It's very nice. Very good if you have a cold or sore throat. Okay, good to know. It's good stuff. (laughs) Throat coat for the throat coat. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> what was next on the show? What was next on the show? Uh Seamus versus Madcap Moss versus Sammy Oh my Zane god, let's Corbin go versus Ricochet in a fatal five way to determine the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. Issa, what did you think of this match? It was everything. It was everything. I Love this match. First of all, as soon as they announced it, I was rooting for Sheamus. I'm excited to see the Intercontinental Championship being defended on a pay-per-view yet again. It hasn't been defended in a pay-per-view since WrestleMania 37. Okay, it's been a long time. So I'm very, very happy to see it back on the card. But as soon as they announced it, I needed Sheamus to win. Big, meaty men slapping meat. Okay? But then, 
I see Sami Zayn and I'm like, okay, Sami Zayn, you know, the, the ah, Sami Zayn was so good here. Again, the MVP of the entire night for me is Sami Zayn. But this match, everybody looked good. Baron Corbin was killing it. Ricochet was flipping around like a dolphin. Like this match was absolute madness. I personally feel the person that I noticed the least was probably Madcap here, but he still has some really, really cool spots excited to see Gunther against Sheamus in the UK like that is it's gonna be crazy it's gonna yeah, be crazy gonna be and we all know that Sheamus has been going after this IC title for a long time so he's not gonna take it easy yeah I love how Ricochet was presented tonight I love how uh Sami Zayn was presented in this match and Baron Corbin is that a new t-shirt he's got the want to get lucky shirt it's like WWE <laughs> shop you know with the novelty know, shirts. Seamus. <laughs> Seamus was going crazy on everybody. Did you see the big bruise he got on his leg too at one point? No, I didn't see the bruise. No. He had a crazy bruise. Like it took his entire like leg. It was crazy. And I know it happened in the match because he wasn't there when you know when the match first started. But this was fun. This was wrestling. This was everything. You had a little bit of everything in here. The right person won. I I personally as soon as they announced that one at Sheamus to win here. So I'm super really? excited for this match. Yes. I want Sami Zayn to win. Meat, I want Sami Zayn to win with the help of the bloodline. Yeah, and Gunther then I want Roman versus him. Gunther. No, no, but the bloodline's going to help him. And then we get Gunther versus Roman. The Usos can't even make it past the border. How are they going to help him? You see, Jey Uso, people don't know this about Jey Uso, but if you dare him to do something and accuse him of being chicken, he just can't, he can't resist. And he just has to accept the dare. It's a weakness he has. If you call him chicken, he just, he just loses it. I don't know. You know, we didn't see this uh, in the early days of the Usos, but for some reason, it's become a core part of his personality. Yeah, agreed. It's going to be like three people in the comments that get that. And you're the people that I do this podcast for. Uh, so, yes, yeah, it was a very good match. And then tonight, WWE did their homage to Yellow Jackets with the Viking Raiders holding the Viking Oh, my funeral. God. I knew it. I knew it. I was watching. I was doing a watch along and I'm like, why is the Antler Quinn here? Like, what am I? I thought something went wrong. And I, I went right into my Yellow Jackets mode. Like, I thought about you right away, too. Now, you saw today Elijah Wood is joining season two of Yellow Jackets as a citizen detective who's going to interact with Misty. Very excited about this. Oh, it's going to be crazy. I can't wait. I can't wait. But yes, uh, some people are Sarah Logan, I think, cameo here, but she said this was this has yellow jackets written all over it but i completely forgot that this was on tonight's episode until i snapped out of it and realized it was the viking raiders funeral for the new day yeah. they burned cereal glenn i know you don't want to burn cereal but here's the funny thing is that um this and the carry and cross promo had very different production value when it started i was like oh yeah. is this a teaser for a new someone new joining us i was like is this, this is bad. yeah i was like this is badass like, this is when very I saw well done, this, I so. thought about Bray Wyatt immediately. So whatever they're doing, like WWE production under Triple H, like this is huge, what we're getting right now with these. I mean, everything up to this point was enjoyable. It was a very enjoyable episode of SmackDown. Yeah, it was good. Um, but a Viking funeral for the day. That's when I lost it when it was like, okay, you're lighting cereal on fire. Like You guys were having free throw competitions with the Street Profits. 
a year and a half ago. That was before the shields. Okay, now they have shields and they're completely different characters. Mm, yes. Yes. Um so let's talk about Liv Morgan versus Shotzi tonight and Liv's promo. What did you uh think of that tonight? I just don't think they're doing Liv Morgan any favors as champion. I mean, the promo sounded. The, the pro, oh, okay, and then she got beat the f- up right after. You cannot give her a credible win without. <laughs> Thanks, Kelvin. Kelvin Alexander <laughs> saying he's just being an absolute menace tonight. You see what I have to deal with week in and week out. You know you love it. You would not ask me to do another podcast with you if you didn't like. <laughs> but okay, the promo sounded very scripted. She just said, like, oh, yeah, I have a big target because I'm the champion. How many times have we heard this promo? A million times. It was, like, scripted one-on-one for a baby face. She comes out. She beats Shotzi, which I'm excited about, but immediately gets literally kicked in the face by Shayna Baszler. So even when she finally gets a clean win over someone, we don't even have time to soak it in and go, oh, yeah, she's the champion. She's for real because she got beat up right after. They could yeah. at least wait until she got backstage to kick her in the face. But no, it happened right then and there. It takes away from her title ring and, and for us make seeing her as a credible champion instead of some fan that was gifted a replica title. I have no clue what's going to happen to Clash of the Castle. I think it could go either way. I felt that way at SummerSlam. And technically speaking, she tapped. You know, like if you go by the story that they told us, she retained, but she tapped. I feel like this could go either way. I miss NXT Shayna Baszler, and I'm getting those vibes from her right now. And if that's the case, I can see her going over. But I feel like if you want Liv Morgan's title ring to be credible and to mean something, you have to give her a big win clean Mm -hmm. over someone. And this could be it as well. It could be. And Shayna doesn't really need the... I mean, nice to for Shayna. Yeah, she does. Shayna needs everything right now. Well, but... Hmm... I don't know. You rank Shayna Baszler in your favorite NXT Women's Champion, Glenn, and look at how she's fallen from that. You need to elevate her again. Where was Shayna in my favorite NXT champion? I don't think she was uh, top five. Really? Wow. I got, hold on. I got to find the list. <laughs> yeah. I have it somewhere. Oh, God. Don't start keeping notes on this podcast. Be like, Glenn, oh. didn't you once say that Shayna Baszler was the most underrated female wrestler? sir. Glenn, didn't oh, no, you once is- say that Bo Dallas made you believe? No, I never said that. <laughs> oh, look, I got it. Okay, you didn't put her up there, actually. You put her at number seven. Okay. Seven? Seven is respectful. You should be ashamed of yourself. Seven is respectful. I put, put her Bailey at number, number one, three. Right? I put, I put her at number one, right? three. Mm, yeah, you did. I had Shane at number three, and Alfred had her at number two, so obviously you're wrong. I'll take the BuzzFeed quiz. Which NXT Women's Champion are you? Oh my God. Does it exist? It's no, probably no, up it, there somewhere. We need to probably. make it then. Yes. Tina, we love you. Hey, Tina. Good to see you. Um, I was getting uh, some messages about my kids in the hall reference earlier. Uh, people didn't pick up on this. I, I thought uh, people would get the connection more. I, I got a cameo for Dan Housen's birthday that I tweeted the other day from Kevin McDonald in the kids in the hall doing his pit of ultimate darkness he had a character i mean he had a character on kids in the hall called simon milligan that i am reasonably sure whether dan Housen knows it or not based the dan Housen gimmick on this character <sighs> so i got kevin mcdonald to do a birthday shout out to dan Housen in as that character 
for his birthday. It's on my Twitter account. Oh, that's amazing. Rubenstein. I missed yes. that. I'm going to have to check it out. Yes. Uh, he's very funny. Kids in the Hall. Very, very funny show. Uh, so let's talk about the face-off. Oh, uh, Ronda Rousey released from jail. Same night. The Canadian justice system works swiftly. Uh, but Maybe we should all move to Canada. to Canada. Yeah, she's going to have to go back to Canada for a court date. It's going to be a whole thing. And her like Saul, Saul Goodman. Uh, so uh, we had Roman Reigns tonight come face to face with the number one contender, Drew McIntyre. What did you think about this promo? The Roman looked absolutely amazing. I, I love the pop for Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns not being there every week as much as we these appearances feel like a big deal. I thought that seeing Roman come out all alone was very weird. I didn't realize how used I have gotten to this bloodline and pull him and gimmick until I saw him alone tonight. I loved his promo. He called Drew McIntyre a liar the same way that I've been calling him a liar and Kevin Owens called him a liar. Like somebody needs to bring this man back to reality because I don't know what world he lives in. Then Drew McIntyre comes out and talks the same crap that he talks every single time that he's going to face Roman Reigns and every single time it ends the same way. Drew McIntyre needs to go in a different direction with his promos because, oh, I clash at the castle. I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, you said that at WrestleMania. You said that at Survivor Series. You said that all 20 times that you face Roman Reigns and you don't beat him. So, of course... Of course, it got physical, and I don't understand why Sami Zayn couldn't get up from the first Claymore kick fast enough to protect Roman from the second one. I'm extremely upset, and I'm about to take his honorary bloodline <gasps> membership away. Wow. Wow. That's how yeah, I felt. So Sammy took the Claymore, but still, uh, Drew ended up standing tall at the end of the segment. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. What kind of, what kind of honorary ooze are you if you couldn't get up and take the second one, too? I agree. Good SmackDown, though. Great SmackDown. Yeah. For SmackDown 1200, this was solid. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I wasn't bored at any point in time of this show. Then we had a pre-taped Rampage. Good night. I'll let you talk about it. (laughs) I got sidetracked because I've been on a quest. Issa, are you a big fan of arcade games? Uh, Somewhat. play many as a kid? Pinball? Yes. So Do I've been you know looking. That pinball is illegal hmm. in Nashville if you're under the age of 18. Because people play it for money. Yep. Pinball hustlers. It's a thing. Look it up. Uh, yeah, have pinballs all over the SummerSlam advertising where half of the population there can't even play it. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, no, I've been looking at these virtual arcade cabinets and then the virtual pinball machines. The virtual pinball machines are very expensive. They have a television for the play field. So you can play any pinball machine ever made, essentially, on this virtual machine. But they range on the low end from like $1,000 on the high end to $10,000. And I'm like, that's just too much money. But a real pinball machine used will run you like five to ten grand for like a mechanical one. And then if anything breaks, you have to fix it. It's a whole thing. Right. So I've been looking at that. And then I'm looking at the arcade tops, but I want the cocktail cabinet. Like, remember when you go to a bar or pizza place and you sit down yeah. and play Ms. Pac-Man and put your Shirley Temple on top of it while your parents yeah. like got drunk at the bar? Like, I want one of those. And you can find those for like 500 to 1000 bucks. So I was like researching that more while uh, Rampage was on. All right. So I'm going to wait um, coming to visit you until after you get all of this set up. Yes, it's important. Especially the pinball yeah. machine looks nice, but my fear is that I would spend all that money on it and then I'll play it for like a month and then you know that'll be it. But the, the cocktail machine though, you can not only play Ms. Pac-Man, you can play thousands of other games emulated on it. So I figure we put that in front of the TV 
boom, like we're good. We can watch TV and like play like Centipede, you know, or Street Fighter against each other, things like that. I want your life. For the right price, I'll get it. But the problem is you have to put it together. You have to make sure the software's working. That's what's, you know, I've still got, I'm still living in a box pile here in my studio. I have a standing desk I haven't put together. Now my ring light went out after a year. <laughs> like this, this room, like I can't even show you this room, but it's, uh, yeah, actually here, I'll and show you And this is what you're supposed to turn into your studio, right? That you yes. haven't worked on. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Can you please uh, issue a trigger warning next time for OCD? Oh, and this, this is the uh, soundproof box <laughs> that I made by hot wow. gluing some acoustic foam to a big cardboard TV box. Looks Cut incredible. Open. Great work. Yeah. Hey, it works. It works. It blocks a little bit of the echo. But yeah, I got to I gotta get this studio finished. I need the energy to get the studio finished. There's not enough time in the day. There's not. There's not. Now I'm doing this bi-weekly podcast with Jeff Gersman, Game Boys to Men, the second episode up on Jeff Gersman's Patreon right now, where, uh, oh my God, it was like therapy, Issa. Like we're breaking down our high school years and the rise of Nintendo. And like, I'm thinking about my ego as a teenager. We're talking about our public access show. The one sketch we did for the public access show that we thought was hilarious. And Jeff was so proud. He showed it to his parents and his parents said, you need to delete that right now. You cannot put that. on <laughs> Incredible. We tell all the details on game boys to men, the latest episode out on Jeff Gersman's Patreon, but let's talk about the rampage. Do we have to, can I, I tell mean, you about my day? I went to the gym for yeah. two and a half hours today, two and a half hours at the gym today. Wow. How was that? I know. It was great. I felt great, but now I'm super exhausted and we got to talk about Rampage. <laughs> I doing the DJing when I'm on the treadmill, like using my iPad, like I will just sit there and mash up a thousand miles with like Ghostbusters and like 30 other songs. And I look up, I'm like, I've been walking for an hour and a half just while listening to Vanessa Carlin and just hitting the button that says making my way downtown again and again. Oh, amazing. I've been doing uh, the arc trainer on a 20 incline level 30 for 65 minutes every day. That's my cardio. Wow. It's crazy. I'm, I'm psychotic. I got to get back on the <laughs> better on the eating though. With the antibiotics that I was on for the cat scratch fever, like I yeah. ate bad for two weeks. So I put back on five pounds. I'm, I'm still down 30 pounds, but I've got 30 I'm so more proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I've been I've been very good in my diet. As you know, I have a stomach condition. And for the yeah. longest time, I was trying to be defiant and eat however I wanted. And then uh, I decided to start looking up better ways to eat, like cater to my stomach condition. So this isn't like a weight loss diet. It's a, mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like crap everyday diet. And it really, really has worked out. So I mean, good. at least I'm, I've been sticking to it for a couple of weeks and I'm very happy about my level of energy but adding the workouts now i'm telling you when i get done podcasting or streaming i am out <laughs> like if there's like and, and it's great i've been getting up early listen i guess we should talk about rampage instead of our gym routines now for me the secret <laughs> is to make a lot of my i microwave a whole bag of edamame beans and then what i'll do and they're like lima beans you know it's soybeans and so what I'll do is I'll put those, let them cool down and put them in a mason jar. And then throughout the week when I just have an urge to snack, I'll just have like a spoonful of edamame. And like I eat that because it's huh. high in protein, low carb, low fat, no right. sodium. 
So let's just do that throughout the week. Like when I just have, you know, cause you know, when you do that snacking, when it's like, I'm not really hungry, but I just kind of want. Right. Just something. Just something. Yes. I was about yeah. to say, you know, I just want something in my mouth and edamame <laughs> beans fit that bill. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, Alfred picked a good week to miss. Um, <laughs> Rampage tonight. Rampage, Rampage, Rampage. Claudio Castanoli opening the show. Talking about an open challenge and confronted by Dustin Rhodes, which will be a good match. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how Dustin Rhodes is still competing at the level that he's competing. The last few matches that we've seen from him have been great. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just being biased here. It's just a case of I there's so many matches that I want to see Claudio in. This isn't on my top list of matches I want to see uh, Claudio when they sign him on to AEW or Ring of Honor. So, I mean, I'm excited for it, but I it's not what I want. It feels very much like fan service. And I don't mean that as a bad thing because fan service can actually be a great thing. Um, I actually like them doing things like this that keep us entertained, that keep us engaged. Like, I think this will be good. You know, I mean, I'd rather see this than when they put out one of the more experimental talents that isn't really getting over and it's kind of a nothing match. Agree, but there's a lot of people there that I want to see Claudio against. Yes. Uh, but what it's about gonna be great. It's going to be a great match. We'll see how it goes. What about Swerve in Our Glory versus Private Party for the AEW Tag Team titles? They win the most predictable match of the week. What happened with Private Party, man? I don't know. I, I forgot about them. <laughs> Everybody did. They were one of the early breakout yeah. acts in AEW. Yeah, but then people started coming over and some of the breakout acts are not being featured as often as what we were used to seeing them. It was a good match. It was fun. Uh, I like that it ended in some good formanship. Uh, Keith, Keith Lee is a savage. The way he just throws people around is is fun to watch every time he does it. Uh, I just wish they were doing a little bit more with them as tag team champs. I feel like those titles were like the number one titles in AEW. And now that these two men are holding them, they just don't feel as featured as they used to be. And I know that we're focusing on the trios title. Yes. Um, you know, I can't afford this new arcade machine because I saw tonight Hook was facing Zach Clayton for the FTW title. And even the show, all the show is pre-taped. I put all my money on Zach Clayton to win this. Glenn, what? <laughs> Why did we have this match tonight? Like, we know Hook's going to win every match, but this was sillier than most Hook matches. Yeah, I mean, I like seeing... Uh, hook on TV, I guess. Yes. I it will help. It will help if if we know who this guy was, but we don't know. He just showed up and now he got a match. There's people that have been backstage for weeks that we haven't even seen. Isn't he like some reality show dude, or was he married? Yeah, to he's some... like married to Wow or something. Okay, I keep looking at Hook and wondering, like, if I grew my hair out, would uh, could I get Hook's hair? Because I've got kind of thicker, no. wavy hair. It's possible. Try here's the thing. I dare you. Uh, you know, Chicken. it's the in-between stage. <laughs> it's the in-between stage. Well, now I have to do it. No, nobody calls me chicken. Uh, 
it's the in between. I saw my wife was like, if I was ever in a coma, I would be like, hey, bonus, I woke up and I have long hair now. Didn't have to you know, deal with, with that temptation to cut it. Like, it would just be the final stage. Amazing, Glenn. Amazing. These are the things that's I think, what you about. think about. I know. Yeah. If I was in a coma, well, first off, that liquid diet, other 30 pounds, very easy to lose. Hair would yeah. grow out, you know, probably get a bitch and beard, like beyond like a Sami Zayn beard at that point, you know. That would be incredible, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody talks about the upside of being in a coma. <laughs> I do. You know how much BS you don't have to deal with? Like, oh, social, not having to be on social media, the news that you get to miss out on. Because sometimes the news are just crappy. So why not ignore them for a couple of months? You know, because even if you mute things, you, you still run into all of these crappy news or just crappy things across your TL. If you're in a coma, you don't have to worry about that. Or how many likes like you get, or how many followers you got. Nobody's worrying about that when you're in a coma. It's kind of like time travel or suspended animation, except you age. Uh, if I'm, I'm in a I'm, coma, I just play Bad Bunny. Play Bad Bunny, I guarantee you I'll snap right out of it. I'm fascinated by comas. And I know it's a very real thing, and I know a lot of people have been through them and have had loved ones that have been through them, and I take that seriously. But I think it's very fascinating, like, do you dream? What do you think? You know what I mean? Like, what is your brain doing? Like, what is the experience? Like, I'm fascinated by that. I'll probably have anxiety for not doing anything for that long. Like, I'll wake up and be like, how long have I been in a coma? And there'll be like a month, and I'll probably go immediately into a panic attack about not being doing something for a whole month. I love that Dylan in the chat says, this is the stuff watching Rampage makes you think about. (laughs) Yes. Joseph Baza, I almost fell asleep to the boredom with Rampage. Uh, Oh, man. It's because it's pre-taped. So it's funny. Like, Tony Khan tweets every Friday. It's going to be live for a few weeks in a row. Good. Like, live is what makes it worth watching. Having this as a tape show, it's like like dark and elevation I'm more excited about a lot of the time than Rampage. Yeah, but a lot of times, even when they do it live, they're not putting must-watch. If you miss Rampage, do you miss a major something that takes place in the show that is going to affect the pay-per-view or the upcoming Dynamite? Not really. Not really, no. Which way, I mean, tonight, yeah, with the trios um, <clears throat> tournament. But once Kenny Omega returned and joined the Young Bucks, I don't believe anybody else is winning those trios titles but the elite. So it's just like, why should I be invested now? Well, Lexi Nair and the factory were backstage at what I assume is Duke Hudson's poker table. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> but Powerhouse Hobbs <laughs> came in and flipped the table over. I felt bad for that game of dominoes that was going on. What about Buddy Matthews versus Serpentico tonight? Poor Serpentico, man. He needs to he needs to win a match or two. You know, he gets Bill from Puerto Rico and only comes out there to lose. It's getting embarrassing. Well, we did have some good news that Billy Gunn has now sided with the acclaim. And there was scissoring. Yeah, there's always scissoring. Let's just talk about Miro coming out there and just bodying. Oh my God. Doesn't, but doesn't Miro look so freaking good right now? He always does. I don't know why he's not on TV every week. I know. I feel like he's uh, been largely forgotten, but yeah, him coming out with Malachi Black's mask and uh, getting into it with Buddy Matthews. I thought that was fantastic. Yes, this I appreciated. A lot of backstage promos with Miro, which he is great at, but I needed to see him just come out and do something about it. And he did that tonight. I love this. What was up 
with Britt Baker, Jamie Hader, and Rebel, and how many times they said toxic tonight, talking about toxic teams in wrestling. What do you think was up with that, Glenn? Well, they probably taped this later, but why, why, why? What history, what am I missing on that makes this relevant for them to be doing a toxic attraction name drop? Were they saying that Tony Storm like is like bootleg toxic attraction? Like what were I don't they... know. I don't yeah, I don't even weird. I didn't I honestly didn't even understand the point of this promo because they're not involved in the title pictures right now, the title field. So I guess it's just a way of keeping them relevant. But they should be dropping the names of the people that are fighting for the titles, not people in other companies. Yeah, it just seemed odd. Like why don't I don't know. They could do a lot more. I I, I get what I get what everybody's saying, but it's just like we take enough shots in one CM Punk promo. Like CM Punk comes out there and drops something that happened in WWE like 20 times. Is that enough for the week? We don't need it from everybody mm. else. If we're going to do the WWE shot, just leave it to CM Punk. I guarantee you that he'll drop at least five uh, during his promos. Nobody talks about brass rings enough anymore. Uh, remember, remember when remember everyone when- kept saying... No, when they did the bra- the literal brass ring match at AEW and it looked like a toilet seat up there, they were fighting to climb and grab that. Well, it looked like, like a medical like device that you sit on if you're having issues sitting down comfortably. Yeah, and they were fighting to climb a ladder to grab that, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Athena versus Penelope Ford. Athena getting a pretty... Fun easy victory and then yeah and then jade cargill like smashing athena's wings and i like jericho yelling she made those herself <laughs> that's her property no i actually kind of pop for that i thought the match was fun uh, athena looked great which is what you need to do if you're building her to be in a feud with jade uh jade licked that sledgehammer thing that she had ill but yeah it was fun i i actually kind of suffer a little bit when she was destroying the wings because that looks like you know it probably cost some time and money to get it put together and she just came out there and destroyed it also jay cargill is it she just has that it factor all over her yeah uh and i like seeing her on tv always a high point um so the best friends versus the trust busters in a quarterfinals match for the AEW's trio championship. And I'm bummed that the trust busters theme does not sound like the ghostbusters theme at all. <laughs> you would. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Do you prefer the original Ray Parker jr. Ghostbusters theme or Bobby Brown's on our own? Bobby Brown's. Yeah. The rap. The rap in On Our Own is pretty incredible. Yes, it's the best. It is the best. Although he stole that line that uh, packed up a group, got a grip, came equipped. I believe he stole that from uh, Rakim, Merrick B. and Rakim. Oh, I, he took I don't that. know about that. You're the expert on that stuff. I just don't know. Because so, like as a kid, I heard, I heard Bobby Brown first. I heard On Our Own mm-hmm. first. And I was like, packed up a group, got a grip, came equipped, put the proton backs in their backs, and they split. Like, that. that's a dope flow line everything and i was bummed where i was like oh he didn't write he didn't write that you know yeah now ghostbusters is a dumb song no it's not the original it's a great the original, song. It's, it's a classic well you know it's a ripoff of a song by yeah. the barcase not not huey lewis in the news people say huey lewis in the news i want a new drug right 
that sounds similar. There's a song yeah. out there by a group called the Barkays called Soul Finger. That if you listen to this, you go, oh, that is Ghostbusters. It's got them chanting yeah. Soul Finger. It's got the like kind of horn line. Uh, no, but like, Ghostbusters is a silly song. But then as an adult, you listen to it and you're like, okay, this is silly, but it's kind of brilliant. And then one yeah. part, Ray, Duke, Ray Parker Jr. says, Bustin makes me feel good. Like it's just, <laughs> it's, just it's so dumb, but it's brilliant. But the Bobby Brown song is pretty good. Agreed. Dumb. Yeah, I like the Bobby Brown version better. I love that you brought that up because not too long ago, I can't remember when it was, but I watched a lot of weird crap on YouTube. And there was a video that showed up on my recommended about songs and, and where they originated from, like songs that were stolen or inspired by other songs. And this, this one actually came up. Yeah, the Huey Lewis thing got a lot of uh, press, but the yeah. Barquet song, Soulfinger, that, that is, like it's it's no, they different. Talk, this video talked about both about oh, you know both rumors that it came from that. Yeah, which I I had no clue until I watched this video. And Ray Parker Jr. made a fortune. Yeah, he gets paid just so every time are people you gonna, are thinking about Ghostbusters. Are you gonna call the Thrustbusters? This is why, like, they, they should be doing this. They've stolen so much else in wrestling. Like, wrestling steals from pop culture all the time. But why aren't we that. getting a who you're going to call because Trustbusters? Don't you remember when the elite was dressed as the actual Ghostbusters? They already they mm. already did that. Okay. Why, why are they trying to bust the trust again? I don't know. <laughs> Good match, though. I mean, best Bless. friends won. It was, but I thought the Thrustbusters looked great. I think uh, they were just a victim of a trio that has been together a lot longer and have better teamwork. I, but I personally really thought that this was great. Uh, Denhausen. The Denhausen, Denhausen cursing. Yeah, cursing. Did you see my interview with Denhausen? Because he said he wasn't going to curse me. So I'm free from oh, wow. a Denhausen curse. I feel very blessed. There you go. He said the only reason why he wasn't cursing me is because I was interviewing him and that makes him more famous. But still, he didn't curse me. <laughs> very nice, very evil, very profitable. Dan. Yes. Oh, we oh, have the porn bots. The, the porn bots oh, showed up. My favorite. I was going to say, how are we going to wrap up and we haven't seen the bots yet? Like when you go to that site, do I really meet horny local singles? <laughs> Please don't click. Do not click. I'm just curious. Leave it a mystery. You see these things touting. What if you this. do? What do you do? Hey, I'm a trust buster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're horny. You're local. <laughs> I don't know what else to say from that. Uh, so talk to me about your local horniness. Um, <laughs> like, are we NXT horny? Like that? What happens if you change your VPN? Do you get other local oh, people just, that are horny? You get different locality you can compare you can compare like the level and what locals are the horniest and then you move there oh my god i think i've got to be living in the top 10 horniest cities <laughs> oh in 1, the united percent. states although i don't know i read something i read something in the 90s that the city that actually was like the city that was having the most sex was actually Miami? portland port no portland oregon because it I rains mean, they all have the nothing time. else to do yeah. yeah it rains all the time and you're just going to bars and like hooking up or maybe they're just going to these websites. Yes. Well, back then we didn't have, we had the web, but we didn't, we barely had the web. But yes, horny local singles. 
this podcast has gone downhill so fast. This is the problem with Rampage. There's no momentum to this show. The best friends won. We talked about big news line. Comas. We talked about Ghostbusters song and the history behind this. Local horny singles. Like we talked about everything. Yep. It was a fine Rampage, but going it look, when it's live, when Rampage is live, you are going to see a different side of us being excited because it's unpredictable. Who knows what's going to happen? There's a lot to talk about. Rampage live. It, Make it live. I think it was a decent episode of Rampage, but it followed a very exciting episode of SmackDown. So it kind of like brought down the vibes. Yes. Uh, Ricky Zaldivar saying, this is a crazy podcast. It is. Uh, yeah, it goes. It is. Oh, so I watched it last night. I was looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to this since it was first announced. There is a prequel to the movie Orphan out on Paramount+. The movie Plus. what? Oh, don't tell me about it. I want to watch it. I want to. Did you ever it. see the original Orphan? Yes, of course I did. Okay, so Orphan is the ultimate, like, don't read any reviews, go into it blind. Right. Same thing with the prequel. I'm not going to say is anything good, else. good, though? Did you enjoy it? Loved it. Absolutely loved uh, it. Okay. And it's the same actress playing the same role, and the tricks that they use to make her appear the same age are incredible. <sighs> I can't wait. And you know what's sad? I'm probably going to have to wait till Sunday because I have to get up early to go cover an event here in Puerto Rico tomorrow. So I was like, I was going to watch it tomorrow morning. I think I'll just watch it maybe on my next 65-minute workout. That's where I'll yeah. watch it. So Orphan <laughs> First Kill is on Paramount Plus. It is, is a Oh, prequel. my God. I also um, heard the Black Phone in in. I like the Black Phone a lot. Peacock. You liked it? Yeah. Okay, so Dusty Lopez was like, you need to watch it. You're going to love it. I haven't watched it yet. Maybe I'll save Sunday and just watch TV nonstop all day. I won't do that. Yeah, but. Black Phone uh, was very entertaining, very unique. Even They Slash Them was okay. We watched that on Peacock. Good cast uh, in that, including uh, Kevin Bacon. Um and then uh She-Hulk debuted this week. Really loved the first episode. Yeah, I haven't that was seen very it yet. enjoyable. You know what I saw this week? Because mm. you know how I always be watching dark, twisted, true crime documentaries. I actually watched the most hated man on the internet, which is a oh, short series on Netflix about Hunter Moore, the guy that created that revenge porn website. Oh, yeah. Is anyone yeah. up.com? That was actually very, very good. I want to watch the the girlfriend that didn't exist. I want to watch that. Because remember when Monty Teo got catfish and he made all of the news? Uh, now there's a documentary about it. There you go. Um, when you get the <laughs> Paramount Plus to watch Orphan, you need to watch start watching that show Evil. I know. I know. Plus. I know. People I wrote to us and tweeted at us saying, we love your Yellow Jackets podcast so much. You should be doing a podcast about Evil because this is right up your alley. Should we, should I watch it and should we talk about it? Maybe drop an episode, a special episode. Maybe we, we gotta do a special episode because it's gonna be a while the Yellow Jackets is back. But I, know, uh, I think we, we should need, talk we about evil. We should talk about paper girls on Amazon Prime, which is very Yellow Jackets-esque. Yeah. Um yeah, there's a lot to cover. Uh, but yeah, watch okay. Orphan. Curious to get your feedback. We we rewatched the first one last night and then we watched the prequel after, and uh it's a good time. Perfect. I'll watch. Cool. Well, yeah, uh, people asking, is Paramount Plus worth it? I think it's worth it. Um, the Godfather series, The it. Offer, was really good. It's got Evil. It's got the new Star Trek series, Strange New Worlds, which is very classic. You Trek. can watch the live feeds from Big Brother and, and spy on these oh. people all day. Yeah. 
And you can watch you the Challenge USA, which has been incredible. Yeah. You know, I'm a reality TV junkie, which is yeah. They have the Real World there. reunions, um, yeah, which like, I watched I two of and liked. I love the the first two. I the second, third one. Yeah. I didn't know what the cast that well, but um, yeah, I like Paramount Plus. They have all the bunch of old behind the musics, and now Beavis and Butthead is back, and they have classic Beavis and Butthead as well. So. Yeah, the only thing I don't like is they're not available in Puerto Rico, so I had to use the VPN and, and cheat the system with them. There you go. Big Brother in Australia has pre-taped. That feels like a ripoff. The whole point of Big Brother is the fun of watching these people 24-7. Mm. Never you got know, into Fred Big Brother. Are big, big, big brother fans. I love Survivor more than Big Brother. Personally, I find Survivor to be more challenging. Uh, but both of them are such interesting social experiments ah <sighs> well there you have i want to go on survivor i say this every year do you think i've what? ever sent a casting no why not i don't know i feel like i would do great i love the heat i grew up in a beach so i could handle that i barely eat i got good endurance i i will tell you one thing though i don't like people so my social game might actually suck <laughs> there you go uh everybody have a great weekend follow isa online she's at nyc demon diva that's diva with the one I'm oh please subscribe Rubenstein. to my channel i am yeah. seven subscribers away from eighteen thousand. so go wow. subscribe to my channel yes subscribe please. to isa's channel please thank you everyone for uh coming out once again we will be back on tuesday i think alfred's back as well and yeah. uh yeah we'll get you back next time on the wrestling inc podcast everybody have a great one. We appreciate you so much. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.